Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. You know, there was a text that came in just five minutes ago that probably just summed everything up. Uh, My husband and I just canceled our Valentine's Day plans tonight. We're just not in the mood. If you're just joining us, we know there are at least 50. 15 victims, and I, I, I fear that number will go up because 12 of the victims are at Children's Mercy. 11 of them are children, 9 have gunshot wounds. That's just the victims at Children's Mercy. We know one is dead, at least two are in custody as we await a news conference with the Kansas City, Missouri Police Department and their law enforcement partners here in the coming minutes. <laughs> you know, Channel 9 is showing a, a- Shot right now from the front of Union Station, and it's totally empty. That's uh, my, a crime scene. Well, yeah, that, that, of course it's it is. the biggest crime scene we have seen in this town and, in years. And, and you know, when you had to step out for just a minute, but we uh, Jesse Reed was joining us for a, a brief minute, who filled in on Monday, and he was uh, remarking about how George Guastello from Union Station uh, called into the program and or called in uh, to me, and, and I think you had set it up in advance. And he's like, Hey, I just want to be on the show. I want to come in. I want to be in the studio. We're so excited about Wednesday. Uh, this is going to be a huge deal. Uh, and George Guastello, the CEO of union station came into the studio on, on Monday afternoon. And Jesse and I talked to him and, and I mean, you, you couldn't beat the smile off his face. Mr. He Kansas was, city, man. He was so excited. He was fun. He was ready to go. We we're going to have a great time on Wednesday morning. And, and then this, and then this, just a, I mean, to call it a black eye on this city, it doesn't even do it justice. But, but I will remind you, Scott, they had more than 800 law enforcement officers down there. They were we, ready. We know how to do a parade. Yep. This is not our first rodeo with packing that many people outside of Union Station. I don't know how you stop two complete idiots from doing what was done here today in in the free society mm-hmm. we enjoy living in. There, there, there's time for that discussion later. It's not today. Yeah, they'll figure that out. Uh, we, 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 uh, there, there are families reeling right now. There's at least one family in this town in mourning. Because somebody went to a parade and they didn't go home, Dana. Somebody woke up this morning... <clears throat> Somebody woke up this morning, 
wanting to go to a Chiefs victory parade. And because of idiots, they didn't get to go home. They didn't get to go home. Cody and Shawnee were standing by for the press conference from the police department. Hello, Cody. Uh, hello, hello. So, you know, I just want to give uh, this saying because uh, I'm a truck driver and I'm up here in Minnesota. My family, uh, I thought they went to the parade, right? So, you, you know, I'm, I'm listening to you guys. I'm hearing all the, uh, uh, the press and stuff. And this comes across, and as a parent, I I was worried about my my kids, right? Just like any other parent would be. Of course. And you you play all this out. You hear all the you know uh, the kids that are affected, right? And it hits me like no other. And I couldn't help but just sit here and think, as uh, I'm Lakota, okay? Now we have a saying in our culture when stuff like this happens or we we as people feel this this plight and it's called blahichapo and it means take courage and i couldn't help but think take courage kansas city take courage hmm. that's all i got man thank you for the call cody cody it's always good to hear your voice thank thank you for the call Telephone number is 913-586-7798-586-7798. Let's go to Casey on line six. Casey, hello. Yeah, hi. Uh, my daughter felt the vibration of a gunshot, and I mourn for the, the family. We just need to put God first, ask him for his will. It's evil, like you said, sir. It's evil. It's infiltrated. It starts with bad policy and it works its way down. Casey, how, how old is your daughter, Casey? We still must give thanks. How old we is your daughter? Casey, how old is your daughter? My daughter is 27. And was she down there with friends or family? She was down there with friends and she saw someone get shot right in front of her, and she oh. felt the vibrations, and she's still scared. And I feel for those families that are holding on, like like the sir said before me, that take courage, you know? Might be time to put your breastplate of righteousness on and take up your sword and, and, and take it back. Take it back. Come on, guys. All right, man. Let's put away our swords. We love the call, Casey. We pray for your family. Let's just put the weapons down. We're not going to rise up here. I mean, we, we we are a place for peace Peace here today. And and I don't think we're ready for healing. We're a place here for anger today, Scott, no, and I, that's okay. No, I, and I, I think that's true. And, and I, I think I said this maybe when you were out uh, just a minute ago. Uh, th- this is going to be, there is going to be a time for healing. There's going to be a time to figure out wh- what happened today. But right now... This town is mad. We, we, we had a debate over whether or not to play this. It is out in the public domain. Um, you can see the confusion as shots are fired. Uh, TMZ has some video. Uh, they have posted it. We are going to share this once as we await the news conference with Kansas City Police. With as much graphic content warning that, as we can provide. That's right. 
Good Lord. Could have done without that. We've had so many listeners call in to say if you were down um, in front, Scott, the noise from the cannons that shoot the confetti coupled with the noise of the celebratory we're wrapping this up as the players exit the stage music, it was very, very loud down front, uh, which makes sense that it took people a couple of minutes or seconds to realize what, what was that. What just happened? We just talked to witness Carrie, who said he was standing right there and froze. He couldn't believe what he was seeing. Standing by for the press conference from the police department. Let's go to Josie on line one. Josie, hello. Hey, I'm here. Hi, go ahead. Um, so we were roughly 15 to 20 minutes or 15 to 20 feet away from where the shots had taken place at by the shooter. Um, on the west side of Union Station. Um, at first, we were like, what the heck? You know, we had two tents together with the tarp up, you know, covering the back and the sides. Um, and we were like, you know, oh, it's just fireworks. And then we're like hearing people scream. And then we had someone that had fell through the tarp on the side. Um, and next thing you know, I see a girl laying there, you know, shot in the neck, um, immediately tried to render aid. You know, I'm a healthcare, I'm in healthcare, So that was like my first instinct. Um, and then we realized what just happened is Josie, I, I'm so shooting. sorry, but I'm so glad you were there as a healthcare professional, but I am so sorry that you had to go through that and see that. Can you explain the tarp again? Were you flanked like by the side of the stage? Where were you when it happened? So the road, um, let's see the West side of union station. There's, I can't think of the street names. It's been a little hectic day. Yeah. Um, there's the West side is where we were at. We had two chief's tents with a white tarp around it. Um, Got it. You know, the backside of it. I mean, on like TV, you know, my parents immediately knew like, are you okay? Like, you know, I see you guys on TV right now. Like, you know, they seen our tent and where we were at and everything. And of course police, you know, once they were able to get over there and FBI workers, um, medics trying to render aid as well to multiple victims around us um, in the street, um, in the grass, on the sidewalk, um, literally everywhere you looked like, I felt like I seen people huddling around to render aid to those victims that were hurt. So Josie, you said you were 15 to 20 feet away from the shooting. Were mm-hmm. you near the traffic light on Pershing or were you in the parking yes. garage? Yeah. You were by the traffic the, light. Yeah. By the traffic light. Yes. Okay. It seems like we have two different scenes here. We do. That is what yes. our initial witness helped us confirm within the last hour. He was standing by the traffic light. His wife and son were standing by the second scene, which happened moments later, by the, the parking, parking garage. garage. That's why news crews were saying, Scott, now wait a minute, you arrested two, but then 20 minutes later, we saw you arresting other people. Right. There are two different shooting scenes right there at Union Station. One in front, one on the side. Great. Uh, Mike in Belton. Mike, hello. Uh, how are you? Can you hear me okay? We can hear you fine. Go ahead. Uh, I just... I've always been a long-time listener, and I thought before that you guys uh, were a great team and a great asset to the community, and um, today proves that in a special way. Uh, It is a day that uh, is your most important broadcast, maybe, and the one that you're doing the best. And Thank, Thank you very much. And you said earlier, Scott, that this was a black eye in Kansas City. Um, I'd say it's two black eyes. But 
uh, I, you know, watched the parade when it was started with my daughters, teenage daughters. And I, I told them, I said, this is how Kansas City shows the world that we're Kansas City and we do it right. And I agree with you, Mike, and, and, but I don't want to say but, but can I say but just for a minute? Sure. I am so sick and tired of the hashtags for communities who constantly have to go through this. And I understand okay. Kansas City strong and Boston strong and Uvalde strong. And I understand God knows I had a first grader. Okay. When the mass shooting happened in Connecticut, we're tired we're, yes, ti- we we're tired and of the hashtag. I, I and will Kansas City come through this? You, God, no, bless it. I, you know that we will. You know that this was our best day on our worst day. Okay. You know that the police did what they were supposed to do. You know that the right. healthcare communities come through. It doesn't change the fact that people went to a parade today no, and some of I, their family members aren't coming home. When I told my daughters that this we're going to show Kansas City strong, I meant that nothing is going to go wrong. I wasn't saying what you thought. Um, you heard, but I, I just wanted to say, um, to put this in some historical context, um, on June 17th, 1933, the FBI and pretty boy Floyd had a shootout in the front of the, uh, union station. There are still bullet scars yep. near the main entrance. And that was long called the union station massacre. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened today is going to eclipse that forever, and I'm I'm sad, and my prayers go out to everyone, and thanks for taking my call. Mike, and thank you. I was not yelling at you. I hope you know that. I, I think what, what, if I can speak for Dana, and if, if I say something you don't agree with, please correct me. I, I think everybody is just really upset, and rightfully so. You know, I have so many friends in law enforcement, and this is from one of them, and I'm glad he's okay. He said, I am mad. As a detective, I am mad. My father and my daughter were really close to what happened. I couldn't get a hold of her, but I could see her location at the stoplight on GPS, Scott. Mm -hmm. I was stuck at City Market and couldn't get in. I called her a dozen times before she answered. Uh, Thank God for Life360. As soon as this happened, I called my ex-wife, Shonda, and I said, I said, "I, I don't have the time or the bandwidth, please get in touch with Sarah. She was at the parade. Shonda goes, she was at the parade? I go, yes, and there's been a shooting. Um, thankfully, uh, by the grace of Life360, I was able to look at her location, and she was not near it. And it was it was so reassuring. Yeah. Oh, God. Annette, hi. Hi. Um, so I am a nurse at Freeman in their ER, and then both my parents are police officers. And this is, like, something that we prepare for. Like, we legitimately in the last month have gone through mass casualty training, everything like that. The PD has been ramping up for it. And when we get the first call that there's, like, a trauma coming in, there's something coming in, something's going down. Like, it just, everyone is so mad is not quite the right word. But it's just this feeling of, like, are you kidding me right now? Like, this is what we're doing. We're, this is how this is going to end. We could have something so good for Kansas City and our citizens or whoever is going to choose to ruin this for everyone. And no one's going to remember the great time that I mean, people will, but no one is going to remember, oh, this parade, this is going to be the marking of Kansas City. And that's so unfair. And 
we do not deserve that. You, you know, the, the, the Annette, the headline before 1.50 this afternoon was how drunk Travis Kelsey was. His How much hor- fun they were having. Yep. His horrible rendition, but goofy and funny at the same time, of Friends in Low Places, <laughs> um, rewritten for the San Francisco 49ers, Patrick Mahomes, and then uh, Sneed coming up and, and, and doing what he did, and Chris Jones Who's going. He's a new father. Yeah. And, and Chris Jones and his speech, which got a little out of hand and required a dump button. But that was the headline that we were going into at 2 o'clock. That was what we were going to talk about. In fact, Sam and I were out in the newsroom uh, cutting clips. Joking about it. Yeah. At, at 1.50, I tweeted, you all thought Travis Kelsey was drunk at the previous parades. You thought He was wrong. wasted. 17 minutes later, I started tweeting about this event. Mm-hmm. That was the headline that we were going on the air with today. We were going to laugh. We were going to have a good time. Uh, we were going to play you some clips of... Friends in low places that was talk about me getting stuck in an elevator at the Luxor. Yeah, yeah, we were going to talk about all your Super Bowl stories and everything. In fact, you and I had a conversation on the phone this morning at 10 o'clock. And I I just said, listen, I just want to hear all your stories. I can't wait to hear them. You know, like someone handing Isaiah Pacheco an actual live goat on the parade route. It happens. They handed him a goat because he's the goat. Dana, goats don't hand themselves to people. Not sure they have how to be handed got by down there. Hey, it's better than a horse. Mm-hmm. I was going to tell a joke about going to get my hair cut last night. My hairstylist is dating the guy who fell out of the tree a couple years ago. I turned as I'm walking out the door last night after getting a very nice haircut. Thank you, Jessica. And I said, hey, Jessica, belts are important. And I walked away to my car. That was going to be one of my jokes today. There's no, there's nothing funny about it anymore. There's nothing funny about this. One person is dead. At least 15 people have been injured following a shooting today at Union Station at the tail end of the Chiefs rally. And this is the world we live in. Kevin in Olathe. Kevin, hello. Hey, guys. What's going on? What's up, man? Man, so, yeah, I... Just so many emotions, obviously, but uh, so I'm a security consultant, and part of my job is doing training for stuff like this, for training others. And I just want to say that based on what I've seen on the news and spoken to my friends who were down there and my friends who were in law enforcement were down there, I just want to say I'm really proud of Kansas City for responding the way they did because, I mean, the people that subdued the gunmen, people, you know, they ran, they hid, or they fought, they got out of there, they got out of the situation, and, uh, you know, but... No, no, it's a horrible reminder that, you know, we all think, hey, this can never happen to us. This will never happen here. Well, unfortunately, today is a reminder that it can happen here and it doesn't happen everywhere. And you, we all need to be prepared, unfortunately. How, how do you plan for yeah. something like this? I, I don't th- Kevin, I don't know what more we can do than almost um, 900 law enforcement, federal, state, county, local in one spot. You know, and unless we start talking about living in some sort of parade police state where it takes nine hours to get in and nine hours to get back out, uh, how do you stop yeah. those two idiots from from escalating that argument and who have zero regard for the lives of the children that were all standing around them? Absolutely no regard. Um, I I want, and and we're trying to get Gene in here. I want. 
the most severe. I don't want armed criminal action here. You want vengeance. This is murder. Mm-hmm. This is murder. I, 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 I think we, how are you pro any more proactive than we were today for this parade? So now what we're left with is reactive. And reactive is, uh, I hope you go away for the rest of your life starting right now. Yeah. That you never see the light of day again. Standing by for a press conference from the Kansas City, Missouri Police Department that was supposed to start about 20 minutes ago. They are obviously uh, running behind. Carrie in Springfield. Uh, Carrie, hello. Yeah, uh, just driving back, was there this morning, got there about 8 o'clock this morning. And I think potentially one of these perpetrators sat right next to me. Uh, later on in the day, he had the black hoodie on, the black face mask on. And I, I had my eye on him. He he looked out of place. He did not look like he was a KC fan at all. He looked like he may have came uh, from some other foreign country. I mean, being honest, that's what it looked like to me. Well, I will say this. CBS uh, News has sources in Washington who have sent us uh, what they know. And that is to say that this is not believed to be extremist or terrorism related. That this is a dispute between a group of people that clearly got out of hand. That clearly took a deadly turn. We still don't know the age of the person who's died. And maybe we'll find that out here in the news conference here in just a few minutes. I I know what the text line has told me. I'm not comfortable going on the air with that because I don't know that for a fact. It could be part of the delay here. But if it's true, it's worse than I thought. Worse than I thought. And I pray to God whoever is sending in these texts is wrong. Candace in Mission. Candace, good afternoon. Hello. Hi, guys. Um, I just want to thank you. You're kind of (laughs) acting as a channel for all of us, and I know that's got to be a burden, but we love you for it. You're awesome. You know, I've been toggling between media since 11 o'clock this morning, toggling between you guys and KMBC, and it was just so odd because when this first happened, I was listening to Jamie and Grayson, and, you know, they had the information they had at the time, and It was like, oh, well, you know, there was a skirmish and really nothing happened. And then I literally went down the hall to look at my TV and they were saying that there had been a shooting. And I was like, what? What is happening? And as the day has unfolded, I'm sitting here. Candace, I have to interrupt you. I beg your pardon. The mayor has just started his second news conference. The situation continues to have updates. Things will continue to change throughout the night. That's why we are here to give you an update right now. The chief, uh, both chiefs, will be giving more information both on the numbers of victims, the status of victims. The chief of police will give more updates on the investigation. A few things to note that we talked about earlier. Uh, In terms of who was in danger, what existed, uh, it is my view, as someone who did have to run at the sound of shooting, that there were a number of people who were, in the very least, caught up in the incident in some way. Myself, my wife, lots of families, players, chief staff and others, their spouses, their families, a number of people who were in or near Union Station. So many people have been touched by this incident and we recognize that. 
We also pray not only for the victims, including the decedent that was discussed earlier and their family, but also the victims of the shootings right now who we hope are recovering inside our hospitals. We'll continue to give you updated information. At this point, we've talked to our federal partners. We have also talked to the Kansas City Chiefs. We will be talking to the National Football League and others. More so just to hear that all are safe who are with those institutions. And we continue to hope that all of those who are impacted are safe. To the extent you have information about suspects or others, we do encourage you to call the police. Uh, however, if for whatever other reasons you have information about the incident, we will, we will be looking to share that through different methods. So if you have information about the incident, suspects and others, please call the police. If you're looking for other information, we'll try to continue to give you regular updates. I'll say this final thing and then we'll come back for questions at the end. Uh, today was tragic for everyone who was part of it. I had the chance to talk to my wife just a moment ago, who said we became part of a statistic of too many Americans, those who have experienced or been part of or connected to a mass shooting. That is something that I hope we all recognize is highly problematic for all of us. I continue to commend our police officers, our firefighters and others who were there to respond instantly. But we also need to figure out a way to make sure that things like this stop happening in our country. With that, I turn it over to the Chief of Police, Stacey Graves. Thank you. I just want to echo um, the mayor's thoughts and his prayers and also to um, acknowledge that not only the, the victims who were actually hit by gunfire, but there are a lot more people who are going to be forever impacted by, by what happened here today. Um, you know, as, as people were running, you know, a lot of us law enforcement who were, who were running towards the danger um, also guided those who were in, um, in fear of their lives. And that's something to be said of, of how impactful today's event truly was. Um, again, we have confirmed there is uh, one deceased person. Our gunshot wound total has went up to 22 and Chief Grundison will provide a little bit more context to that. Um, right now we're still working on a, a, the, a total of number of victims. This is still an active investigation. Um, I do want to comment on the question that I got earlier about a video of um, some fans tackling someone. We do have three persons detained and under investigation for today's incident. We are working to determine if one of the three are, are the one that was in that video uh, where, where fans assisted police. Um, our investigators are working with all of the surviving victims to connect them with loved ones. We are also working to identify our deceased victim so we can notify their family as soon as possible. We are also in the process of staffing a centralized phone number. The centralized phone number will be for those who are victims, witnesses, and if anyone has video or any information about what led up to what happened here today. Um, again, we are continuously receiving information uh, minute by minute, which is part of the delay of us coming down here. but. Um, I do want to pass this on to uh, Chief Grundison to give a little bit more context to some of the, uh, the status of our victims. Just want to say that uh, 
all of KCFD's thoughts and prayers are with those uh, families that were affected by this tragedy today. And uh, while we were not expecting it, we were ready and prepared for an event such like this. Our uh, KCFD units, along with our mutual aid partners that were working to assist us at this event, touched a total of 22 gunshot victims. One of those was a fatality. Um, we had eight what we considered immediately life-threatening patients. We had seven with uh, life-threatening injuries, and we had six that were at minor injuries. Of the most serious, the immediately life-threatening injuries, we had eight of those. Those were all transported and off the scene and route to hospitals within 10 minutes. Um, so we felt the response was certainly adequate and appropriate, and I commend all our staff working there today, along with PD, that did an excellent job under difficult circumstances. Um, we transported three different hospitals. We transported Children's Mercy, um, Truman Medical, and also St. Luke's on the Plaza. Questions? Yeah, so we're getting... Who are you asking? Anyone that can answer the question. Um, so we've heard people talk about gunshots that they heard near the west side of Union Station and then also gunfire in situations that happened near the fountain and the stoplight over there near the intersection of Worshing. Was there two separate scenes? Was there one big scene? Do you know the answer to that question? That is still an active scene. We, we, that is a, a large ground to cover, as you know, the, the size of the Union Station. Um, I will tell you, we have located that crime scene on the west side of Union Station. As far as... Find your perfect match at Cable Dahmer Cadillac. Get in your all-new Cadillac. today working the assignment so not only did you have uniform presence uh, immediately uh, responding to the scene rendering aid uh, going towards danger but you also had detectives that were immediately on the scene that are, are still there and actively working are you investigating any sort of connection with the earlier shooting of the day at 27th uh, we are, at this time we don't know if that's connected, but that is is something that we are looking at. Children's Mercy says that they want parents to contact them if they don't know where their children are. Do you know that there may be like are there kids there who um, a parent? I can tell you we have detectives at all of the local hospitals that are investigating. Um, like I said earlier, trying to connect our victims to their loved ones. Um, should that be the case, and it's, it's a child. Um, someone can either contact police or if that is what Children's Mercy is requesting, of course they can contact them as well. Is there anything you can say about motive? Right now we do not have a motive, um, but we are asking those who may potentially have any kind of information, a witness or video to contact police. That's one of that, uh, what I talked about, that phone number that we're, we're setting up that's going to be centralized for victims, witnesses, and potential video evidence. Any age range on the person? I do not have that yet. I learned of a second gunshot victim who has died family. Has that development been, uh, I have not been able to confirm another, um, another death. We mentioned that there were some victims taken to Children's Mercy Hospital. I understood from staff at Children's Mercy Hospital that they received, uh, they have nine shooting victims and they did, it's possible that one of them was an adult. Do you know how many children were shot if it was eight or nine and and when we're talking children are we talking about little ones or 17 year olds so, uh, children's accepts patients up to 17 uh, children's accepts patients up to 17 years old and uh, but we do not have that information currently on the exact ages of the but you do believe that patients that were transferred. Were shot. 
Yeah, I mean, Children's confirming we did transport to Children's Mercy, but we do not have the ages of those patients. Mayor, how scared? You had over 800 officers deployed to work this parade, to work outside of Union Station, and still in a matter of moments, 22 people were shot. I mean, that's, that's what happens with guns. I won't get in a big debate right now. I think we're still doing an investigation, but... I mean, what you saw happen was why people talk about guns a lot. We had over 800 officers there, staffed, situated all around Union Station today. We had security in, in any number of places, eyes on top of buildings and beyond. And there still is a risk to people. And I think that's something that all of us who are our parents, who are just regular people living each day, have to decide what we wish to do about it. Parades, rallies, schools, movies, it seems like almost nothing is safe. And we had hundreds of law enforcement there working hard today. And I want to, I, I do want to echo what the chief said, who were running towards danger. But in a matter of seconds, someone who wants to disrupt anything someone who wants to create any type of situation or someone who is very simply reckless. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Can change not just one life or two lives, but almost two dozen. And that, to me, is absolutely devastating. And it makes me feel vastly more concerned as a parent just in the world today thinking about that. Chief, can you just tell us more about how you were able to detain those two individuals who clearly caused so much harm? What was the question? Can you tell us more about how you were able to take those two suspects into custody? Um, officers, uniformed officers, were on scene. Uh, I don't have all the information of exactly what they witnessed, but there was uh, a pursuit, apprehension, um, slight injuries from, by our officers taking someone into custody. But as far as um, the 
you're direct uh, directly answering your question. I don't have that information right now. Chief Graves, you have two gunmen in custody. We were talking about weapons earlier. Please tell me how many and what type of weapons. Um, I don't have the exact on the weapons, but we have recovered firearms. I don't have a number for you or or a caliber. We have recovered firearms, um, at least one. Chief Graves, you have two gunmen in custody. Do you believe there are any others still unaccounted for? We have three people that we have detained. Um, and that is what we are asking for is if anyone has any information, is a witness or or has any kind of video that, that may provide us if there is anybody else that, that was involved in this. Is there, so is there a risk to the community at this point? No, at this time, this the scene has been cleared, it's being held. And when I say cleared, um, I say the scene has been made safe and it's been cleared. Right now, we are in the investigative portion of that, collecting evidence, um, whether that be digital evidence or physical evidence, that, that is what we are, we are doing right now. And we're also conducting interviews. Obviously, we have um, several victims that we need to, to have a conversation with, to ask questions, also witnesses. So there's a lot of work ahead in, in this. This is just the beginning stages, but um, we're moving as fast as we can. Can you explain that there was like a five minutes between the first shots and the second? All of that has all of that has not been determined just yet. Um, the number of shots, the time in between them, the motive—all of that is still actively being investigated. So we don't know if there were two separate scenes. We don't know the answer to that at this point. I cannot confirm that yet. And just did I miss this? Was this inside or outside Union Station? This was all outside Union Station. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Might have just been somebody who was helping. I just want to make sure I'm right with my back. You said you have three people in custody. We have three people that are detained for, for investigation. All right, there it is, the news conference right, with Chief the Stacey. police chief, Stacy Graves, and the mayor of Kansas City, Quentin Lucas, and the numbers have changed, and I anticipate they're going to change throughout the evening. Uh, there have been 22 victims, gunshot victims, 22 the police chief said one person is confirmed dead. The Kansas City Star, it is my understanding, is reporting that a second person sadly has passed. Seven of those who were shot are suffering life-threatening injuries. So seven of the 22 have life-threatening injuries. Three people have been detained for questioning this afternoon. Uh, they're asking once again if you have videos, if you have photographic evidence of what happened of any kind, if you are a witness Please, they are asking you to contact the Kansas City Police Department. You could certainly call Crime Stoppers, but this town is coming together right now to try and do this the correct way so that at the end of this horrifying ordeal, those responsible go away and are kept away for a very long time. So if you have information that can help, please call Kansas City Police. And I want to read to you a little bit from the Kansas City Star. I am so sad to report um, th the loss of one of the victims today is reverberating throughout our Hispanic community. Um, someone very, very close to me just texted me and said, I feel like I've lost a sister today, Scott. And this is from the Kansas City Star. Johnson County mom has died in Kansas City Chiefs Parade. A second victim is confirmed dead. Mm. Lisa Lopez Galvin, a Johnson County mother of two and beloved disc jockey in Kansas City, 
was confirmed dead as the second person killed in the shooting at the end of the Super Bowl parade celebration today. Friends confirmed the death to the star after talking to family. She is reported to have died during surgery from a gunshot wound to her abdomen this afternoon at Truman Med Center. Quoting here from Lisa Lopez, no relation, a friend from decades. Lisa says she was the most wonderful, beautiful person. Mm. She was a local DJ. She did everybody's weddings. We all know her. She was so full of life. Lopez Galvin, a graduate of Bishop Miege High School, lived in Shawnee, is married, has two adult children, was a disc jockey, and worked for KKFI, the community radio station, and co-host of the program Tejano Tuesday. Went to a parade today, Scott, and her family will not see her again. And our heart is broken for the Lopez-Galvin family. Truman Medical Center is holding a news conference as we speak. Sam, can we join this live, please? And the other two are in incredible condition. We saw some of your staff uh, running into the hospital here, and we also saw some of your staff that were stationed here waiting to accept uh, people that come coming in here. Uh, what type of protocol do you train for and then had to activate today? Yeah, no, as a level one trauma center, we train for this kind of thing. We obviously hope that it never happens, but we were actually very well prepared. We had enough notice that we were going to get some patients. We didn't know exactly how many. Fortunately, being during the day, we had a lot of professionals, a lot of physicians on here present. And so very quickly, we discontinued starting any new surgical cases so that those surgeons and anesthesiologists would be available for any patients who had to go to the operating room. Uh, we called in some additional people early to come here to help out additional emergency physicians and some other surgeons came from home. Lisa Lopez Galvan passed away at the hospital. Sorry. We have reports from the family that Elisa Lopez Galvan, Galvan Lopez died recently in the hospital. Are you able to confirm that? We didn't have anyone die at the hospital here. What are your takeaways from today? Obviously, a, a wonderful day here that, that has turned into a tragedy. Yeah, well, I mean, it, obviously, it's a big tragedy, such a big celebration, everybody having a lot of fun, and it basically it's it's uh, wrapping up, and people are going to head home, and all of a sudden this happens. So, and as Charlie said, it's very traumatic. It's on tra traumatic for anybody who was there in the area, not only our staff, but all the people who were around and saw this, and so it's really very unfortunate. One more question. When you say critical condition, can you explain that to our viewers, give them the scope of what that means? Well, that means they're very, very sick, and uh, certainly we, we hope that they're going to survive, but when somebody's in critical condition, uh, certainly things can turn south, but we hope that doesn't happen with these two individuals. Thank you guys Thank for you your time. Everybody. I appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. It sounds like two in critical at Truman. Truman. Is that how you right, read so that? You heard there. That's what I think I heard, two in critical. Two I was in too critical busy at complaining Truman. about the last question yeah. being so, asked. So uh, we need to get to the phones. The video that has been widely disseminated and shared and shared and shared again um, on social media today showing Chiefs fans dropping what they're doing in the middle of all of that chaos and running toward what appears to be one of the suspects, holding him down until police can arrive and cuff that individual. We have one of them on the hotline right now, Tony, one of the individuals that helped tackle the man. First of all, thank you. You're being called a hero from people all over the, the city and the country today. Where were you standing and what did you see? 
Hey, well, thank you for having me on. I, uh, <clears throat> so I was right there, basically right where it happened at the intersection. Sorry for my voice being gone from the Super Bowl, but, uh, <clears throat> so on, at the intersection, it was about 10, 15 feet from my right hand side. Um, heard the shots go off with everyone. Initially, we all kind of thought that they were fireworks. Um, but just the rapid succession of it, I knew it wasn't fireworks. And then uh, as I looked to my right and see, like, to assess the situation, I saw one of the individuals with one of the guns kind of going further into the, I guess, scene, the scene. And then I see one of the guys, one of the bigger gentlemen laying on the ground with bullet holes in them. And that's when I kind of realized that this was not fireworks. This is real life. I started to kind of tell people to leave. Like, this is not, we don't need to be staying here. And then <clears throat> as I was kind of doing that, trying to get away from the scene, wasn't even really trying to help out at the moment. Um, I hear people start calling out that, there's the shooter, there's the shooter in the same direction as I'm running. And I happened to literally run into him and I ran into the, one of the other individuals that had his jaw shot off. Oh. And I literally run right into them and I kind of freeze for a second and it's all the chaos is going around and I see them not knowing what to do. And he kind of, the guy that had been shot kind of hands the younger kids, the bat, like a backpack and some other stuff. And I see the kids kind of going between the semi trucks that are right there I see them kind of stuff stuff in there and look like they were hiding something. It just kind of looked a little off in the middle of all the chaos. I didn't know if they were victims. I didn't know if they were part of the shooters, but I obviously I saw him without a missing, you know, part of his face missing. So I knew something was up. And then, so <clears throat> it just looked suspicious to me. So I kind of kept an eye on him. And then I saw the first officer that I saw and I said, Hey, these guys look kind of suspicious. Could you follow me? And I, we walked up to the guy, the, uh, the individuals. And as we we're approaching them, they started backpedaling and then they just bolted right past us. And then me and the, me and the um, <clears throat> officer continued to, you know, pursue them. I just, I knew what they looked like just because I had literally ran on top of them. So my instinct kind of just kicked in and wanted to keep an eye on them. I just wanted to tr kind of track them down where they're going so they wouldn't hurt anybody else. And as I'm running towards them, um, I'm jumping over the barricades with them and I'm calling out the other, I'm calling out into the crowd. This is the guy, this is the guy, help me tackle him, help me tackle him. And then luckily a group of individuals heard me, thank God that they stepped up and, you know, helped tackle this guy to, you know, prevent him from hurting anybody other, any other people. I know there was two other people with him. Tony, was this in the parking garage or out on Pershing? It was out on Pershing. Literally, there was, I, I heard there was another shooting in Pershing or in Union Station because I heard it through the radio of the police officers, but this was right in the intersection of Pershing. And one of the videos on Twitter, there was a broadcaster and then, you can see him turn and look towards where the shooting was, and it was basically right there, and that's where I was located. Tony, we don't want to give away your last name. I hope you've been in contact with law enforcement, um, but what do you do for a living, and are you in law enforcement or any similar category of profession that, that would have prepared you to do what you did today? Yeah, I, uh, I come from a military background. I was in the Navy for five years. Um, you know, they, we have active shooter trainings all the time, um, you know, stuff like that. I've been out since 2016 currently work for Herc Reynolds in the downtown Kansas City area. But, uh, you know, I just tell people in the society that we're in today, it's 2024 and just big crowds. Everyone needs to be vigilant, mm -hmm. you know, keep an eye on your kids. Things like this happen more often than not nowadays. And it's just, you have to be vigilant. And, you know, it's not that I was expecting any of this to happen today. I wasn't expecting to, you know, rush in there or anything. It's just experience that I have, it just kind of kicked in. And, you know, I was just trying to do anything to help out the officers. that were Tony, when you tackled him, did he say anything? I, so I wasn't one of the ones that initially tackled them. I was right there, and I was helping them track. So I was right in front of them when the guys heard me tell them that this was the guy that tackled them. We, we could, see him, we could see him resisting and, and squirming around as the police right, show up. Yes. But what, 
What yes. like did he ever say anything? I didn't hear him really say anything. There was about five guys on him, and I know he had a, um, a machine gun pistol or AR on him, and that's why everyone was kind of keeping him down. That way, he couldn't get it out, um, or you know, you know, use it on anybody that was holding him down. Oh hell no! There you go, Tony. Um, you cut out for a little bit. Yeah, we're Did, start, yeah. It, it, has it hit you yet? Like looking in the rearview mirror, how d- dangerous that situation was. Uh, kind of. You know, like I said, I'm just lucky to be there, you know, or lucky to be alive. I'm sorry. Um, it, it just really hasn't hit me. I'm just thankful to, be, you know, be alive. So, you know, I heard you talking earlier about the lady that just lost her life. My condolences go out to everyone that was affected, yeah. but um, it, it just really hasn't hit me. You know, it's just, I'm just very left. You know, I was 10 steps from possibly getting hit. Wait, so wait, I'm you, just, you know, I'm just thankful for that. Well, Tony, you clearly were there right after the, the, uh, the event. Were you there prior? Did you see what led up to it? The shooting? Um, so when I was talking with somebody else, the only thing that I could kind of see, um, and I didn't really think of it initially, was I saw two individuals. There's was, there was two individuals that kind of looked like they were almost plotting something. It kind of looked like they were skating the crowd for a second. And it was literally maybe 10, 15 seconds right before the shooting happened. I didn't think anything of it. I, you know, it's so many faces in the crowd. It was just, you know, they might be looking for somebody. But it just looked very suspicious. And then, you know, it happened, and then, it just kind of went from there. Did, did you see anybody who had been injured at that scene other than the guy you said who had been shot in the face? Yeah. So right when it happened, uh, that's how I knew it wasn't fireworks because I saw the guy laying on one of the guys laying on the ground and he already had bullet holes in him and he had a pistol and he was just kind of rolling around there. And then I saw, I think I saw the cops tackle or like kind of get on him. And then that's when I was kind of leaving that scene. And then that's when everyone else was pointing out the other guys and then that's when I started to run, and I actually like accidentally ran into the other guys. Were you able to kick the gun away, Tony, or did anyone kick the gun away, or was he still wiggling around with you guys on top of him trying to get control of that weapon? I, I couldn't really remember on that. I, you know, I think the cops kind of got to that point and helped out. Good. And, you know, apprehended the gun and everything. KCPD did a great job. Um, because that must have felt like forever before police got there, but I've watched that video, and if I had to guess, it's like... 15 to 20 seconds, if I had to guess, from the time that he's tackled it on the ground till the time that the officers come over from the left side. But I bet you it felt like forever. Yeah, it's weird how things slow down in the middle of like stuff like that. Uh, it's kind of hard to explain unless you're there, but yeah, it's, you know, just a weird scenario. Well, I hope you have a, a, a an evening where you can calm and and. Get your wits back together. And, Tony, thank you for everything that you did today. Thank you for calling into the program. Tony, everyone's saying you are a hero. Do you feel like a hero? Will you own that for us? Uh, I can't say that. There was multiple people helping out. I just, you know, wanted to do what everyone else wanted to do here and just enjoy the city with everyone, mm. enjoy the Chiefs coming off a great victory. I think that's what everyone really wanted to do. And, you know, I, I hope this doesn't deter anything else from happening in the future years to come when we plan on winning. You know, I just want people mm. to – keep coming back to the city and you know, this is just one thing, like I said, just stay vigilant. And it's just that time, that type of society that we're in now, you just have to, you just have to stay vigilant on stuff like this and big crowds. Tony, thank you for your call. Really do appreciate <laughs> it. My friend. All right. Be well. Be well. Yeah. Uh, 913-586-7798, 586-7798. Let's go over the numbers uh, just very quickly. If we can, the Kansas city, Missouri police department holding a news conference uh, earlier this hour. We did carry that live. They are now reporting that 22 people, 22 people, suffered gunshot wounds earlier today at Union Station during the Chiefs' 
rally and parade. Seven of those have life-threatening injuries. The police department confirms that one person has died, a local uh, disc jockey at KKFI, which is a community access radio station in Midtown. Lisa Lopez-Galvin, and they wrote on her social media profile today, one of our friends needs your prayers now. Her son and her little cousin need your prayers as well. Please pray for the doctors and the nurses working on all three of them and lift them up in your prayers. Sadly, we now know that the Johnson County mother, huge Chiefs fan, was one of two fatalities at the shooting today, and apparently two more of her family members um, are still alive, but were also hospitalized after the shooting. And it's, it's devastating. We should be able to go to a parade with 850 police officers and not even think for a second about something like this happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, the police department only cur- currently confirming one deceased, that being uh, the young lady that Dana was just talking about. Uh, the Kansas City Star is reporting that there are two who have since passed. Three people are in custody uh, that the police chief uh, commented about. Uh, Doc, on line two. Doc, good afternoon. Welcome. Hey, good afternoon, and I thank you for letting our fellow citizens share their facts and feelings about this incident. Of course. That's I want to talk about one issue. For over four years, I went in the west end of, of Union Station to go in and pick up mail from 80 mailboxes, and I was aware of all the cameras, and I, I wish some one of the reporters had pressed the police chief on this. The only thing she said, she made a brief con, uh, comment about digital evidence, but there's got to be a ton of cameras they aimed every which direction and maybe additional cameras for an event like this. But they ought to be able to trace where do these people come from, where do they move, where do they go afterwards, and, and to help identify them and, and see what the incident was all about. Yeah, there, there are certainly cameras all down there. I mean, there were snipers on the rooftops. Um, and, and, you know, we could have that conversation at a later time. Do we need more cameras when there's a large event like if 850 law enforcement officers armed to the teeth down there, as well as SWAT guys and the FBI Department and the ATF, of Department of Homeland Security, and a bunch of snipers on the roof are not enough yeah. to get through to your very small brain that this is not a place to bring a gun, if that's not enough, I don't think a couple of extra cameras from some streetlights are going to do it. We could not have been more protected down there today. No. In fact, um, the secretary of the Department of Homeland Security was even asked, I believe, uh, late Sunday or Monday, maybe in Las Vegas, how are, how are the plans going for Kansas City? And he, along with the FBI, along with the Kansas City, Missouri Police Department, the Jackson County Sheriff's Department, there were there were law enforcement officers from all over the Kansas City metropolitan area and here the, and the surrounds, as the mayor says. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Leavenworth was there. Lawrence was there. All kinds of. I mean, there were there were so many police officers in downtown Kansas City. I don't know. There's ever been any more. And that did not stop morons from bringing guns and opening fire at a celebratory parade. Kurt in Lenexa. Kurt, good afternoon. Hello. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Uh, 
Um, sad day in our city today, but uh, like a famous movie quote said, uh, our law enforcement, our EMS and fire, they protected or tried to protect the hive as best as best they could. And uh, I applaud every law enforcement officer, every EMS, every firefighter that was at that scene today. You guys put your life on the line every day for us. So we can have a, a, a safer place. Uh, the other thing is this. I tell people all the time. I used to be a, a member of CERT, which is an emergency response team. They yeah. told us in, in training class, situational awareness. And this goes without saying that every time from now on, people look around. If you see things, say something. If you're too scared text it to somebody and then they'll they'll send it to a police officer or something i mean we have to be vigilant we have to be mentally aware of where we are the shopping a mall a movie you know anywhere where there's a lot of public out there i mean i can't say anything else except for those words kurt always good to hear your voice my friend thank you for calling in Thanks, um, Scott. From, from the New York Post, Chiefs players help calm frightened children after Super Bowl parade shooting. Uh, this is from Sports Illustrators, uh, Illustrated Brothers Albert Breer, who was apparently with the players when this happened, saying the players were, quote, unbelievable in its response in the immediate aftermath of what happened, calming panicked children down. Uh, The NFL insider specifically pointed out Blaine Gabbert, Trey Smith, Austin Ryder, uh, and Chris, is it Aladikin? I think you got that right. Smith went to one upset kid, gave him the WWE title belt, and sat with that child until he calmed down. Mm. Jackson County Prosecutor Gene Peters Baker joining us on the KMBZ hotline. Uh, Madam Prosecutor, thank you for joining us on short notice. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Um, you, you know me well enough to know uh, that I am just shattered, Jean, and I am heartbroken, and I know that you are too, but you also have to put on your prosecutor hat today, um, which is no one envies that position. Let's start with where you were and your thoughts on what has happened to our city. Yeah, heartbroken's a good word and to describe um, a little heart sick, but um, I also saw a whole team of people coming together, uh, doing what they do to make sure our city is con- is secured, is safe. Um, so there's a whole nother team that follows behind them um, that offers support services to victims and people that witnessed something terribly traumatic today. Um, and I guess I'd like to say this is not who we are. Mm. This is not, this is not, it's not my Kansas City. Uh, Madam Prosecutor, uh, the police chief just said um, uh, moments ago, earlier this hour, that three people have been detained. Is that your understanding? Is that the what you're working with? Yes, that's right. So far, that's um, that's what we know. You know, these... We're still really in the early moments. It may not feel that way, especially because um, you all have been uh, reporting on this at its occurrence. 
you know, yeah. and so it, it may not feel that way, but it, we are still in very early moments of this investigation. You could imagine how chaotic the scene was, um, but I will tell you that I, I spent time at the scene and the, the uh, police are really working through the evidence that is there. Um, I trust in that, I have faith in that, and we're gonna keep marching through each piece of evidence that we have to kind of see where we go from here. But, um, you know, before we're, you know, I, I'm the prosecutor, so I talk about things like evidence, but before we get to evidence, you know, I'd also like to tell people that I know that they witnessed something terrible and, um, you know, if I feel heart sick, then they do too, especially those that saw what happened today, that they were there for a celebration, um, but they got something else. And so um, right now we're putting together plans, um, trying to find a facility to house us tomorrow, but I'm gonna put out a press release shortly that tells people where they can go to get some services for what they witnessed today, some information um, uh, based on what, you know, we are able to give them in still in the early moments. At, um, tomorrow will still be early. And, um, but we wanna take care of people, not just the victims that were actually struck or fell down in an effort to get away, but we wanna take care of all of Kansas City um, because trauma uh, should not be should not go unnoticed. Trauma should go with treatment. Because, Gene, you know this. People might have gone home tonight and they think they're fine, and then you start thinking about it, and then sometimes it's 24, 48 hours later that the kind of panic of what happened has set in, especially for those who were near um, the, the impact of those one to two different scenes. I would also remind everyone, Gene, where do you want people to go or call? You know, we, we had someone who got all the way back to Topeka and it hadn't really occurred to them to pick up the phone and call authorities. And, and that individual was a witness who was standing right there when this happened. Oh, right. So look for, you know, for the time being, you know, to get information uh, quickly funneled directly to police. Um, you know, I'm, I'm willing to also serve as that person, you know, that, that, that takes that kind of information um, because I know that they are, they are really, really powering through um, a ton of witness interviews right now. Um, but there are tips hotlines that you can contact and police will get that information as well. We wanna make sure we don't miss anyone um, like your friend um, that you said called in earlier. We want to make sure uh, we're talking to everyone who saw something, um, who who maybe they think, you know, they didn't see enough, so they don't have enough to share, but that's not true. We want to, we want to hear from everyone. Um, so I am certainly willing to get my information um, and work closely with police to make sure that information can get shared. We, we can quickly. just say, Gene, contact the um, Jackson County Prosecutor's Office or the Kansas City, Missouri Police Department or the TIPS hotline until there is a dedicated hotline to share with our listeners specifically for people who have video and, and um, witness testimony to share. Mm -hmm. And I know that witness hotline is coming um, shortly because I just left headquarters the police chief mentioned that they are working on that right now. Okay. I will have a hotline that addresses trauma and um, just the the emotional events of the day. 
Also, I have a team of people, though, that, that are working on the evidence right now. So we all just kind of split up and are taking on different tasks so, um, so we can be prepared for what comes next. Gene, you said something at the beginning of your remarks, and I just want to echo them again. Uh, this is not my Kansas City. And uh, I, no. I, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, I, I'm sure that you and Dana and I and Sam uh, all woke up uh, this morning. It was a beautiful, sunny, 60-degree day. And I'm sitting in front of the TV at 11 o'clock. Couldn't be more proud of my city, how good it looked on television. And then this. This is not my Kansas City. It's not. It's, it is not. Um, this was a, a terrible event. And um, one that we have to unravel and deal with and let the criminal justice system also unravel and deal with. But it is not who we are as a people. And um, I, I hope everyone feels that way, the way I do about Kansas City, that this is my home. Lastly, Jean, where, where, logistically, where does your office go from here? I mean, this is, go, this is a massive crime scene. I'm not going to say it's the largest crime scene, but it's a massive crime scene when you look at the history of our town. Um, what role is your office serving today versus three months from now when ballistics starts to come back, all of that stuff? Well, it is it is a massive scene. However, we're not unaccustomed to doing this kind of work. Um, we are a very busy office. And unfortunately, that makes us very skillful at what we do. And so, um, you know, we will be working on search warrants throughout the night. Um, you know, there's a whole variety of different evidence that we know that we will need and we will collect. We work um, very closely with police, you know, in these early moments. I think there's there's no way I know how to do my job without going to the scene myself. I try to make sure I'm not getting in the police's way, but I'm also want to make sure that I'm right there at the ready um, to move forward. And then also, you know, to help guide, because these are, these are chaotic at times. All of us need a little help um, guiding ourselves through this kind of effort. In fact, at the scene, I, I called a, another DA friend of mine in another city that said, Hey, help me think this out. <laughs> give me, give me two minutes. Help me think this out. And and because she's in a calmer environment, you know, she's able to help me walk through, you know, the necessary next steps. And and also how to take care of Kansas City. How to how to care for all of us um, in these very stressful and traumatic moments. Um, you know, it was a, it was a, it is still a beautiful day. Um, but we had something terrible, tragic, awful happen to us. And so I want to make sure that everyone um, that feels that pain of today also knows that there is sort of another apparatus out there helping take care of people. And um, we're going to fill that role in the days to come to help people get services so that we can help cope with what happened. Prosecutor Gene Peters-Baker, Jackson County Prosecutor, uh, evil descended upon our city today, and we thank you for taking just a few minutes of your time to join us on the radio. You're so welcome. Thank you. All right. Be, be safe. safe. Be well. You're listening to live continuing coverage of the shooting at Union Station following the Chiefs rally and parade here on Dana and Parks. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.